0: When I began to seek God after he gave me uh, some stiff, urgent instruction concerning this week, he took me straight to the chapter uh, of Luke where he talks about lost things. And many of you know that's Luke chapter 15. And there's three stories in here that Jesus tells, three parables. I want to share them with you for just a minute. One of them is about a lost sheep. And everything that I'm about to tell you is all because God loved this world so much that he gave his only son. And he wants people to know now, like he did during the times this was pinned down, just how much he loves people. It doesn't matter what shape you're in right now. God loves you more than you can imagine. So this is what he said. All the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him. And the Pharisees and scribes, they complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it and when he has found it he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing and when he comes home he calls together his friends and neighbors saying to them rejoice with me for I have found my sheep which was lost I say to you that likewise There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So I want to stop for just a minute and talk about one of the passions of God Almighty and Jesus Christ, and that is how He feels about lost sheep are lost people. You know, sheep were not only important during this time, it was not only a major means of of agriculture, but but it's how a lot of people lived their lives literally with the sheep. So when he was telling this story of how people could have a hundred sheep, But one of them would be lost. It didn't matter if he had 99. All of the sheep were such a part of this shepherd's life or a shepherd's life that he would stop at nothing and run with all of his might and rescue. He would seek. He would go among wolves or animals or bears or lions, anything. Or even someone who may try to steal one because he had so many you never would miss one, and that's how a lot of people feel about God. Well, you've got so many people that serving you, God. You don't really care about me, and that's the farthest thing from the truth, friend. God loved you so much. Hear me tonight. God loved you so much that he gave his only son, and you were that lost sheep. You are that lost sheep tonight. And God wants you to know that Jesus has sent a church tonight among thousands of other ministers and ministries one more time to remind you how much God loves you. It doesn't matter how many people's in the kingdom or how many people are in a church membership or fill pews or chairs all over the world. God still loves you. God cares about you. And God wants you to know you are so valuable that if you were the only person that was a sinner, he would have still allowed his son Jesus to go to a cross to get you so he could hold you. Because, see, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And you are beautiful in the eyes of God. But you don't know what I've done. God knows what you've done. And he says, I still shed my son's blood for you. You are that lost sheep. And God wants you to know that you're so precious That he'll do anything to get to you just so he can throw you on his shoulders. But you don't know my lifestyle. You don't know the choices I made. You don't know I just took his name in vain today. Although those things grieve him, you know what grieves him more? The fact that you won't allow him to take you and hold you and love you and show you how precious you are and carry you around like a prize trophy on his shoulders. You are precious in the eyes of God. You're that lost sheep. And God's still willing to do in a world that's full of chaos and turmoil. God still wants you to know that you are so beautiful and you're so valuable. You say, but I'm full of drugs. i got track marks all over me. But you don't understand. God sent His Son to die for you. He cares about lost things. He certainly cares about lost people. Because you were made in the image of God. God goes on to say in His Word, He said, Or what woman? He talks about not only a lost sheep But he says What woman having ten silver coins Verse 8 If she loses one coin Does she not light a lamp Sweep the house And search carefully until she finds it And when she has found it She calls her friends and neighbors together Saying oh rejoice with me For I have found the peace Which I lost Likewise I say to you There is joy, listen to this, in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And you see, back during those days, a lot of times, ladies would wear necklaces that would hold their coins around their neck. And perhaps the coin got lost by accident. It was during the act of serving or cleaning or just being in a hurry and you know about being in a hurry because we live in a hurry our life is spelled out hurry and we've lost everything from keys to cell phones to remotes to wallets to credit cards all because we didn't mean to but we lost them. And what God wants you to know, there's a lot of things that happens in our lives that we did not ask for. We did not plan on them happening. We did not ask for Adam to sin. We didn't ask to be molested. We didn't ask to be abused. We didn't ask to be raised in the home of a, a harlot or a drug addict or an out-of-the-picture out of father or mother. We didn't ask for all those things. We just got lost and pushed to the side. We didn't have the benefit of a mama or a daddy to raise us in Sunday school. We were lost. You are just lost. But God wants you to know, just like the sheep, you're so important. You're so important that when you are found, when you say, I'm not running from God anymore, I must be important because God wants me to know that when I give my heart to Him and I call on the name of Jesus, that there's a huge celebration that goes on in heaven. You're important in the eyes of God. A lot of people, you're where you are and you didn't do it. You were a victim. You didn't ask for it. You just landed here in life. And it's not fair. But I tell you what's not fair too. It's not fair that God sent His Son Jesus so that you could be rescued. So that you could be found. And you say, no God, I don't want no part of that. That's not fair, folks. And it's time for us to realize that day is approaching. It's all over the world. The signs, the billboards, the news. It's everywhere. The Lord is coming back. And you have an opportunity right now to be found. And Jesus says, well, if you don't understand that, let me tell you another story. He said, verse 11, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods. That falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. And he journeyed to a far country. And there he wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all there was that he had, then there arose a severe famine in that land and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, this is critical that you understand this, when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough? And despair and I perish with hunger I will arise and go to my father And I will say to him father I sinned against heaven and before you And I am no longer worthy to be called your son Make me like one of your hired servants And he arose and came to his father But when he was still a great way off His father saw him When he was a great way off His father saw him and had compassion And ran and fell on him and kissed his neck And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again. And he was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. And his son got so mad. His other son got so mad. And he just didn't want anything to do with the party, the story tells us. And he went on. And his father found out about it. And this is what the father said. This was the father's attitude. His other son didn't do anything wrong. He stayed right there. He stayed faithful. Didn't ask for his, his inheritance. And this was still the position of the father. He said, it was right. Listen to this. It was right that we should make Mary. And be glad for your brother was dead. He was dead. He thought he was alive, living large, spending money, sleeping around, having fun, having many friends only for a few moments. He thought he was living, but his father said, no, no. He was dead, you see, son. But now he's alive again. He was lost. And now he's found. And see, there's probably a lot of you that... You've got sons. Maybe you've got daughters. You might have a a son and, and all you have in your house is a ball cap. You remember playing catch with him. You remember training him up in the way he should go. But now look at him. He's doing everything from embarrassing the things, humiliating things. He's doing things that really just break your heart. You've lost sleep over it. You don't know what to do. You might have a daughter, and you just don't understand it. You've prayed out to God. You've cried out to God, God, I've done all the right things, but look at where I am right now, and I don't know what else to do. God wants you to know through His Word tonight that He really cares about lost things, you see. He cares about lost people, yes, yes. He cares about people with the coronavirus, but even more than the coronavirus. See, you can die with the coronavirus. And go to heaven. But you cannot die with sin and go to heaven. And God wants you to know that He loves lost things. He cares about your boy. He cares about your daughter. And He cared so much that He made an investment 2,000 years ago. Just so they wouldn't be lost. And He wants you to have hope tonight. If you were that son or you were that daughter. God wants you to know that you've got hope. You see, the Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10, you won't have the scripture, but I want to tell you what it says. It says the thief now, the thief cares nothing at all. He doesn't even come around talking about the devil except for to, to kill, to steal, and to destroy it. And in this right here, God shows us a picture of that. He wanted to kill the sheep. He wants to kill people that are way worse. He wants to kill people that just seem to be running from God. He wants to, to steal those that are just, they just feel like they're a lost coin. They didn't ask for it. They're a victim of, of life. They're a victim of society. And God wants you to know that the devil, all he wants to do is to continue to steal. You were dealt a wrong hand. You were were dealt something that you did not ask for. That it's kind of molded your life and labeled you. And the devil's been stealing from you. And last but not least, the son. That, that, That destroying of a relationship between Husbands and wives, sons and daughters, mothers and fathers. And and the list just keeps going on and on. And this is all the responsibility of the devil. You see, what you don't understand, baby, is while God is reaching out. He's been reaching for 2,000 years to try to give you abundant life, to try to put you on His shoulders, to try to take you and help you be found so that there's a party and a celebration so that you can be restored back to your family. While God is doing everything In the 15th chapter of Luke To love you and hold you Satan is constantly Trying to kill Trying to steal And trying to destroy And he does that with our family He does that with our church lost sheep He does that with our finances When he tries to keep stealing And destroying relationships And trying to kill Church happenings and church members But the Bible tells us about the church, you see, that I'll build my church on this rock and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. So you are safe with the church. You are. When you give your life to the Lord, you're the lost coin. Guess what? God says you are in His hand. And now listen to this. This may not describe your life right now. God says, You are in my hand and there's not a single man, not even the devil can pluck you out of my hand The devil can, he can't steal from you no longer, you see He can't steal And he'll do that with our finances Especially when we're unfaithful to God He will wreak havoc on our finances but, but I'm broke right now, Pastor. I've lost my job in all of this. Let me tell you what David said about God's people. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor His seed. His seed, you see. That's the catch right there. It's the promises made to God's children and to His seed. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor His seed begging for bread. And he also tells us, listen. That when we train a child up in the way, what is that? I'm not not sure what you're saying, Pastor. He said, I am the way. Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. And I want to speak to parents first of all. If you have trained them, not in church, not in theology, not in religion, not in church activities, but if you have trained them in the way, Jesus Christ. My mom and daddy, my whole life, I say it all the time. I said it when we had my mother's funeral. I knew what Jesus looked like by the time I was 18 years old because I got to look at him every day in my home. I was trained up in the way. And listen, if you train them in the way, parents, they might be like that prodigal son. But listen, there's coming a day when you'll be able to kill the fatted calf. You'll be able to reach out and grab them. You've just got to know that God is faithful. And what He started, He will finish. And if you are that wayward son, listen, God wants you to know tonight, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. I want you to close your eyes, if you will. I know you're watching the screen, but listen, we're in church. I want you to close your eyes. Hallelujah, glory to your name, Father. God, you've given us one more. We've planned on a week of revival, but Lord, I know that that day could be tonight. The trumpet could sound tonight. And if you, if you can identify with anything, you can send us a message and let us know, hey, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. We'll reach out. We'll help you. We're going to pray for you. We're committed to that. But right now, what's the most important thing is you coming home. What's the most important thing is you being found right now. Wherever you are, you might be in a break room for all I know at work. But all you have to do is say Father I'm ready to be on your shoulders I'm ready to be carried by the master By the good shepherd I'm tired of being under the couch lost Out of place. I don't fit in nowhere. I'm ready for a big celebration. I've never even had a birthday party. Well, listen, there can be something greater than a birthday party right now. There can be a celebration by the holy angels of God. I'm away. I'm too embarrassed to call my mom and daddy to go home right now. Listen to me. Oh, listen to me. God don't want anything to do with me now. I've really messed up. Oh, you're wrong, friend. Oh, he set a revival up just for you. And all you got to say is, Jesus, I'm ready to be found. And I know while you're praying, a lot of you, you are lost. You're lost right now. Maybe you're a Christian, but you're lost In despair, you're lost in depression, you're lost in doubt, you don't know what to do. Listen, God wants you to be found again tonight, and He wants to restore your joy, the joy of your salvation. Listen, you're His family, and all we have to do is say, Lord, I'm here. You spoke to me tonight, forgive me of my sins. I commit my life to you, and I'm going to follow you the rest of my life. I'm tired of being lost. Thank you, God, that you've been reaching me, reaching for me for over 2,000 years. Thank you, Father, that I can be restored and have a relationship with you. And then, like the song says, All the things of this world, they'll begin to grow strangely dim. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you for the privilege of being able to share your word. And I pray for every person that was with us for any length of time or all broadcast tonight, Lord, that you would bless them, you would touch them, you would keep them. And let your face shine on them, Lord. Be gracious to them, oh Lord, and help them to see that you really, really, really love them despite, and the devil hates them, and I give you praise in Jesus' name.